Welcome to 12 Minutes of Dauntless Commentary on Widely Unaccepted Truth from God's Word. Hang on to your Bible. I am Elsie Breeden, and this is Audaciously Unpopular. So today we are going to talk about one of my church or Christian pet peeves, if you will. If you've been in church any time at all, you've probably heard this included in a sermon or a testimony. And it is a phrase like this. I've even seen it on shirts. Not today, Satan. I told the devil I was going to take care of this and he's not going to get me. The devil tried to get me to quit and I told him. And everybody's like, yay, good for you. My question is, where in the Bible are we instructed to engage or talk to the devil about anything? Where do we get it that if we tell him off or we wear a shirt that says, not today, Satan, that that gives us any authority or any power over him? Like, where do we get this? Now, some of you are probably thinking, well, Jesus talked to the devil in the wilderness when he was tempted in John chapter 4. Let me say this. First of all, that was Jesus. That was the perfect sinless son of God who used the word of God to counteract Satan's temptations. So how do we think, as sinners saved by grace, how do we think that our own little quips and our own little tell-offs will make him turn away and run? Where do we get that if we give him the what for, if we tell him off, that that's going to make him leave us alone? So do we engage him or do we resist him? Let's look in the Bible. In John 8, verse 44, Jesus identifies the devil as a murderer from the beginning, and he does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So Jesus tells us this person that we are trying to tell off, this spiritual being that we are using our little quips and all of our little macho sayings against, that he is a liar and he is the father of lies. So think about it. I mean, this might be really upsetting to some people, but if you're in the habit of engaging in conversation with the devil, then you are in fact arguing with a liar because nothing that he says is true. And therefore, if you are in talking to him about what he talks about, then you are literally arguing with a liar. Now, there are several places in scripture that we can learn how to resist or engage figuring this out, um, what we're supposed to do about encounters with the devil when he tempts us, when something comes up to discourage us. That's one of his favorite tools we know is discouragement or division. And so 1 Peter 5 verse 8 tells us that the devil is our adversary. He is our enemy. He is our nemesis, if you will. He wants us to fail. He is constantly looking for someone to destroy. And Peter says that because he is like this, that we should be on guard. We should be watchful, we should be alert, so that we are not susceptible to his tactics. Now, it doesn't say, talk to him about it. 
It doesn't say get in his face. It doesn't say shake your finger at him. But verse 9 continues with a but. Now, we know who he is. We know what he does. We know he is seeking for someone to destroy. He wants to keep us from eternal life because he's never going to get his. Okay, so he wants us to suffer his same fate. But Peter says, resist him firm in your faith. Now, the attention here has to shift from the one who is attacking our faith to the one who we have faith in, the one in whom we believe. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. So, according to 1 Peter 5, 8, resisting the devil translates into staying firm in our faith, staying firm in our relationship with Jesus, staying firm in whom we have believed. So the focus is not so much on engaging the devil as it is engaging our relationship with Jesus Christ, knowing where we get power, knowing who the authority is, the ultimate authority is. Now, we can move on to Ephesians chapter 6. In Ephesians chapter 6, Paul outlines the armor of God, and he instructs us to put on this armor daily so that we can withstand the attacks of the enemy. And he talks about the helmet of salvation. He talks about the breastplate of righteousness and the feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the sword of the spirit. He talks about all of these different parts of the armor of God. But these are things that enable us to stand strong in the faith, just as First Peter talked about, First Peter 5. So these these elements of the armor of God are to help us stand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Okay, we are standing firm in the faith. Nowhere in Ephesians chapter six, when it speaks about the armor of God, can I find instruction for us to talk back to the devil? I can't find it. Guys, if you're listening to me and you're like, well, such and such place, it says we're supposed to talk back to him. Please please, please message me and let me know where it says that we are supposed to talk back to the devil. Where I have found and studied, it says to resist him. And I don't know about you, but to me, resisting is the opposite of talking back because resisting means I'm, I'm pushing away. I'm moving away from, from him. I'm moving away from what he is saying. I'm not engaging in it. I'm not entertaining it. I'm not listening to it, but I'm moving away from what he's doing and standing firm in my faith, standing firm in my salvation and my faith, who is in, which is in Jesus. Now, some of you may not be convinced yet. Sometimes I feel like it, in, it engages our pride if we are able to stand up and say, well, the devil tried to make me quit and I told him. And we use it like, good for us. We're so strong and defensive and we've got this handled. And... So I want you to think for just a second, okay, about what happened to Eve in the Garden of Eden. If she would have resisted the serpent instead of engaging in conversation. Now, she did talk back to him in that she said, no, God said not to do it. She responded with, I guess, partial truth, but she responded to him. And it was when she began to engage him that he was able to talk her into doing the wrong thing. 
And I am afraid that too many of us approach him with such a confidence in our own selves and such a pride that we are bigger and stronger than him, which, by the way, we are not, that he plays upon our pride and he plays upon our arrogance to get us to justify things and get us to turn away from commands that the Lord has given us and convictions that the Lord has placed on us. And so I want you just to just to think that for a second. When when I encounter the devil's tactics, when I encounter his temptations or his discouragement, how do I respond? Do I respond by resisting him and running to Jesus? Or do I stay there and like entertain him for a minute? And let him talk me into something and let him justify something to me. And so that it doesn't sound as bad as it did when he first mentioned it. In James chapter four, we find another command about how we are supposed to, how we are supposed to handle an encounter with the devil. James four verse seven says, submit therefore to God. Did y'all catch that? Submit therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now, why, why am I emphasizing this submit therefore to God? Because submit here is to surrender to God's control. And if we are completely surrendered to God's influence, if we are under his power, if what his word says is the authority in our life, it is the final word what he has said to us, what his word has commanded us. That is the final word. That's the end of the story. That's where the period happens. This is what his command is. That is a power that Satan cannot stand against. And so the result of our submission to God is that Satan flees from us because a surrendered child of God who is under the influence of the Holy Spirit who knows and considers the word of God as the final authority on their decisions, on their choices, on their relationships, everything about their life, then Satan does not have the room that he needs to engage us in a conversation that will make us doubt the word of God. So my question today, is it more effective to engage the devil in conversation, to show off our spirituality and our boldness and our greatness and how powerful we are in ourselves and tell him off and proclaim to everyone how much effect we had on him and how much power we and authority we took over him or is it more effective to submit ourselves to the power and the influence and the control of God which is more effective when it comes to encountering Satan and all of his devices I for one I believe submitting to God because that's what scripture tells us to do. Submit yourself to God or resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist him firm in your faith. These are the things that we can do. Now, how do you do that? Purpose in your heart. The Bible is my final authority. This is what the word of God says. And this is what I live by. This is what I stand by. That is a great place to start in resisting Satan. Back to Jesus in John chapter four. Yes, Jesus talked back to Satan, but what did he use? The word of God. So in our temptation and in our struggle with the devil and in the spiritual warfare, I believe we are best suited when we are firm in the word of God and when our focus and our attention is the one in whom we believe.